I'm Kinsey. And I'm Savannah, and welcome back to the Faith and Friendship Podcast. Today, we are talking about prayer. So, (laughs) this is um, a weird topic, and I feel like there's a million different ways to go about talking about prayer. Um, So, hopefully, we cover it decently. Um, So, basically... When we're little, if you grow, if you grew up in a Christian household, you learn two prayers. Um, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Or the one hand up, way up high, two hands up and touch the so sky, touch put them together. And then we pray and thank God for our food today. And then the second one is the bedtime prayer. And um, I was actually taught it two ways. Um, my grandma taught me. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, keep me safely through the night and wake me with the morning light. My granddad taught me, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I shall die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. So there's like a few different versions, a few different ways, but those are every kid that grew up in a Christian house learned pray before mealtimes and pray at bedtime. Yep. So. Um, as an, a mature adult Christian though, we, we know, or we should know that we are supposed to pray a whole lot more in depth and a whole lot more often than we did when we were preschool Christians. So, um, we're going to talk about that some today. Yeah. And I think that Jesus gives an example of how God wants us to pray, and it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 14, and we all know it, the Lord's Prayer. Um, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that is like a literal prayer outline that we can follow. Um, when I was a sophomore in high school, our football team prayed that out loud um, after every game. And it was awesome to hear a group of 50 teenagers saying that um, on a Friday night. You know, it was just, it was cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But we can break that prayer down Um in further and talk about it. So I'll let Savannah start with verse nine. Yeah. So um, in verse nine, it says, uh, Jesus tells them to pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Um, So the new living translation also says, may your name be kept holy. So we're we're supposed to start out our prayers by glorifying God, the father. And um, for me, that's usually like, God, you're so good to me. God, you are, um, you're so holy. You, you love me so much. When I pray, that's, I kind of start off by, um, stating my love for God and stating that I understand that he is all powerful and all that. So, um, yeah, that's verse nine. You want to go to 10? Yeah. So 10 is the kingdom come that will be done. And it's tell God that your desire is for his will in your life and on earth. I think that sometimes that's a hard, hard thing to keep in your prayer, especially mm-hmm. if you're praying for something that isn't in his will or you don't know that, you know, mm-hmm. it's in his will. 
um, but always yeah. his will be done. Praying for sick relatives and being like, oh, God, please heal them if it's your will. Yeah. Because you want to be like, I don't care if it's your will. Just yeah. <laughs> please them. just yeah. help them. Please help. Yeah. So that is a tough one for sure. Yeah. Um, verse 11 goes on to say, give us to say our daily bread. Um, and that's t- that shows us that we're supposed to ask for what we want and what we need. Um, it's literally asking for God to make sure that well, we have food that we need to sustain us. Um, so we should take that and ask God to provide for us when we're praying to him as well. So, yeah. Verse 12 is forgive us our debts. And our, the next step in their prayer is to ask for his forgiveness that we've committed for the sins we've committed against him. But as we have also forgiven our debtors, we have to offer up forgiveness to those who have sinned against us if we want God to do the same for us. I don't know if you know this, Mm -hmm. but I wrote um, a magazine article back in 2017 about this exactly. And that like in order for us to be forgiven from God, we have to forgive people that have wronged us. It literally says that in the Bible. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's a hard one. Yeah, no, it is very difficult. My my mother-in-law, I would consider one of my greatest examples of a Christian woman. And so I love I love to talk to her about this kind of thing and hear her advice. And one of the things that we were talking about once was, um, which we've kind of talked about in a past episode, was loving people in the church that you might not get along with. And her advice, and my father-in-law also, their advice was to pray for people that you don't get along with or people that have hurt you. And they were like, it's hard to be annoyed with someone when you're praying for them. <laughs> so yeah. that's how that's how I try and take that part. Because um, everybody has someone in their life that's either hurt them three years ago and you're still dealing with the aftermath of that or hurt you by lying to you yesterday. And it's important mm-hmm. to continually bring all that to God in your prayer. Um, and then lastly, verse 13 And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we have to ask him to help us um, not fall into temptation and not sin. And uh, one of my favorite things at the church we grew up in, it's it's said almost every prayer um, that, God, we're sorry that we're so weak. And I love the way that they phrase that. Like, we know that we fail you and we're sorry that we're weak. And like, please forgive us for that. Please help us and strengthen us so that we can be better and how you want us to live. So I like the way that they put that for sure. Yeah. And there are obviously other times in the Bible where prayer is mentioned. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, mm-hmm. 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And also um, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So those two verses tell us pray without ceasing and pray about everything with thanksgiving. Um, so we're supposed to be praying as often as we literally think about it. Pray without ceasing. Pray without stopping. Um And I'm not sure if it was February's book of the month or January's book of the month, but one of the things that they talked about was um, bringing 
things that we find trivial and mm-hmm. unimportant to God. I think it was the present over perfect. Yeah. Um, but God wants to hear those things. He wants us to pray about everything and anything that we could possibly need to pray for. So, and there, there are a ton more examples of how to pray and <laughs> people praying in the Bible, yeah. but those are just some, like we said, we could have taken this a whole lot of directions, but those are some verses about it that we wanted to touch on. Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways we can take this. And one um, thing we're going to do now is like, just talk about a couple of examples in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think something I learned pretty recently um, in my life is praying during the Lord's Supper, not just um, when the congregational prayer is, but like actually praying the entire time that it's being passed and really taking that time to focus on what the Lord's Supper means because it's Mm -hmm. so easy to let your mind wander and forget the reason that we have the opportunity to partake in that. And um, for me, it really has helped me stay focused. And I like will pray for a different thing each time. So like while the bread's being passed, while um, the blood's being passed, and while the contribution's being passed around, I'll pray for different things. Um, And I just really take that time to devote to um, a different topic each week. And so mm-hmm. I find that that keeps me from being like, okay, when's the next thing or thinking about lunch or whatever it is. <laughs> so, yeah. And at our church, um, so we went to the same church for a lot of years, uh, but you moved away right at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic and our church now they just set the offering baskets and the communion stuff at the front for you to get while you're, or to drop off your offering while you're going in. So I don't really have that opportunity as much as I used to. So yeah, that's, that's harder for me to make sure that I'm doing that and staying focused in the tiny little in between of the prayer, everyone taking it. Okay, let's pray again. Um, But one way during church that, I find that I can personally make sure that I'm praying is when, when they are up there praying. Um, I was told this by a Sunday school teacher that I had in middle school. She was the preacher's wife at the time. And uh, we were doing a lesson about staying focused during church, basically. And she was talking to us about our minds wandering during prayer time at church because you know, sometimes it feels like it's, they're praying for five minutes straight and you're like, okay, what's for lunch? Okay. This kid next to me is moving around in the pew. Like you're just yeah. all over. It's easy to be all over the place when it's taking a longer time. Um, and one way that she encouraged us to stay focused is to be praying for the person who is praying over the congregation while they're doing it. So for me, while I'm sitting there, listening to whoever is doing the prayer over whichever part of the service we're in, I try and repeat to God and go into a prayer of my own where I'm like, okay, Lord, please give them the words to pray over us. Lord, you know what the congregation needs to be said over us today. Give us the word, give him the words to pray over us. Give them 
the the things to pray over that's pleasing to you, et cetera, et cetera. So I can, I stay focused by lifting my own voice up to God in a way yeah. that makes sense. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I think it really helps me stay focused. Oh yeah. Because I think that's one of the most difficult times for me to like stay focused because it can mm-hmm. be a passive act of worship if you're not careful like when we're singing you're you're doing something and when our preacher's preaching we're taking notes and different things but like prayer Mm -hmm. is so silent and so you know calm that it's easy to wonder yes very easy to wonder (laughs) i don't know if you've ever seen the movie war room it's a christian movie that came out uh let's see it came out in 2015 um but it is about a woman who goes to work for an elderly woman and you know the the woman is like under a lot of stress there's family issues um and the elderly woman who she's now working for introduces her to this idea of a war room and it is a special closet in her house with sticky notes everywhere. And it's literally where she goes to pray and she puts it like in order to stand up and fight the good fight, you have to get on your knees and pray. And it's such a moving film of like, this is how prayer can be like she literally has sticky notes like she comes home from church or comes home from talking to someone at the grocery store she asks them what they need her to pray for writes it on a sticky note puts it on a wall gets on her knees and prays for every single person in the room and -hmm. it's like man if only i could pray like that and i'll be honest like prayer for me has been a an ongoing battle like i just I don't know. It's not something that I think about often enough, honestly. Um, and so remembering yeah. things like that is. There's um, there is a lady at our church that does that. Um, so I had no idea that that was from that movie, but she does that. She has a, a room in their house and she writes everything down on sticky notes and she prays for everyone. Really? Um, yes. I will, will beep out her name, but. Oh, yeah. I can. Does that yeah, surprise? Okay. Does that surprise you no. at all that she does that? No, no, she is the most prayer-focused, prayer warrior woman. Yes. Um, and at our church, we're doing this thing called the Push Program, where monthly the congregation is all focused on one topic to pray for. Um, and they give out like the January was the widows of the church, and we all prayed for them every time we prayed. And then February was. Um, there's a new Christian school opening in our area that we all came together and prayed for. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it's a really good idea to make sure that you know what you're, what you need to pray for and to actively seek out opportunities to pray for people. I feel like I'm bad about that. (laughs) Me also. Yeah. I don't ask like, what can I pray you know, 
Mm-hmm. What do you need today? What can I pray for you? Yeah. Same. So, well, maybe we should both set up prayer closets in our house. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, it does. Or at least yeah. prayer journal. I used to see that's what I was going to bring up. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a journaler. Like I've never been able to, I write academic papers and that's about it. Um, I'm just not creative enough, but like, I think that would be a good way for me to pray and like get everything. Well, I, in middle school, I wasn't like drawing crazy things i was like it was like a diary but for prayer right right, like right writing to god and i would i don't know if i still have it but i so i did i guess i did it up until high school because i remember finding a few years ago when my husband and i got married i found a prayer journal where i it was before we started dating but i had a huge crush on him and i, I had written like god tell me what to do about my husband's name which i'm not gonna Aww. say but Tell me, tell me what you, what I should do about him, where this is going to go. Like, so I, I did it for a while and I enjoyed it, but I eventually just fell off of it. Maybe I should pick that back up. See, it, it worked. It. We're married. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a journal. So the praying, it helped one way or yeah. another. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's all I have to say about prayer today I think what about you yeah I think we had a few different ways and topics and Mm -hmm. I think we hit the the big hard hitters um and if there's any way that any of you need us or want us to go further in depth about prayer if there's something that really stuck out to you about what we said and you'd like for us to expand on it let us know but and If there's any way that we can pray for you, please reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did that. We made a post about that once. Maybe we should start doing Mm -hmm. that more often because I think that's... Maybe like once uh, a week. We've had some people reach out to us in our DMs on Facebook and Instagram asking for prayers in different situations in our lives. So um, you can make it public to us. You can tell it to us privately and we'll be praying for you for whatever y'all need. So. I guess that is it for this prayer episode. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully we were concise and made everything easy to understand that we talked about. And hopefully y'all relate with some of our struggles and some of the, the ways that we pray. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Have a good week. Bye.